You are a melody. I hear you all the time. It really gets to me. It's always on my mind. You are my favorite song. Your love is justified. So welcome on in. This is Dune of Bartello. My name is June Lee. Chaining things up a little bit. This week we're going to do a little bit uh, hip hop talk. And uh, hey. on the on the line is uh, one of my my good friends from uh, from college and uh, one of my favorite people and a writer for Pigeons and Planes, which is a sublog of Complex online. Somewhere out there in the Florida ocean is uh, my friend Alex Cyber. Alex, how's it going? My man, I am I am thrilled to be here with you in spirit. Even though we are like what fifteen hundred miles away, at least. Yeah, that's what technology's that. for. Yeah, man, it's 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 uh, it's a beautiful thing. I'm pretty sure I'm looking at a star that might actually be a planet, potentially Mars. Uh, it's great. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And we're uh, we're reprising Pop Goes the Culture, our our long lived f- podcast during our freshman year of college. Yes. Yeah, so so just to just to give anybody who will be listening to this the backstory, uh, June and I met within like. 24 hours of getting to Boston University, uh, fall of 2013, and uh, he struck up a conversation, I believe, about Childish Gambino, if I remember correctly. I think that's and what it was, yeah. Kinda, yeah, and, and, and then we kind of switched things from, from my dorm room to his, uh, and I'm pretty sure we spent several hours talking about such things as Zoe Deschanel and 500 Days of Summer, um, and, you know, our, our various musical interests, and it kind of became apparent to us that we should, you know, link up and create something together and uh we had a podcast idea pop goes the culture which never actually came to fruition sadly Sadly. we became good friends yeah but we became good friends because of that so it was worth it yeah despite the failure to launch yeah alex is uh if i have a question about hip-hop or or rap music or anything like i'll frequently text alex yo who's the person i should be listening to right now that nobody else is listening to so i can get on that the hipster bandwagon uh get on it first alex is that person so really excited to talk about chance you are, you are too sweet <laughs> yeah really excited to talk about chance the rapper with him today and if you follow me on twitter you guys know that i'm a very very big proponent of uh of chance and obviously he released coloring book which uh came out a week and a half ago now on apple music and is going to be coming out on all the other platforms they could potentially get music this friday uh and exciting. yeah, which is super exciting. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a really interesting project for a number of reasons, but I just want to get your thoughts to start things off. Uh, Alex, what, what, I mean, what did you think about, uh, the project as a whole? Yeah, man. Um, so first and foremost, uh, shout out to Chance the Rapper. Um, very talented, very, very, very talented dude. So when the project came out, um, Thursday evening, I was in New York city. I was staying with a good friend of mine um and we kind of agreed to sort of like have this little listening session together so what we did was we got our two laptops put them on the table and played them in sync so we kind of amplified the sound because neither of us <laughs> neither of us had speakers sadly um so we just kind of listened to it the whole way through together and gradually you know as, as, as the project sort of commenced um it became pretty clear that you know we were listening to something special um, and I probably played it back, you know, at, at least like 20 times since it came out. And it's, it's, it's held up to, to what I call, you know, the, the, the first week test, even though it's been a bit, bit more than that. But um, it's really special. Like, it's one of my favorite projects that I think I've heard in recent memory. Um, I think it's a solid follow-up to Acid Rap, which, you know, to, to a lot of people is one of the best, 
you know, mixtapes ever made. Um, there's a, there's a small minority on the internet that thinks it's overrated. That's cool. It's great to have clashing opinions. Um, but you know, the, 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 the sort of resounding, uh, feel just, you know, publicly is that it's one of the best and there was a lot of pressure to follow it up. Um, and I personally think he did it, you know, it's, it's, it's different, but at the same time, it continues a lot of the same feels like you have a song, like same drugs that, reminds me a lot of chain smoker which is oh, definitely yeah. you know like my yeah you know like it's, it's one of my favorites and also a crowd favorite almost every show he's played the last few years he always ends up with chain smoker um so that was great to see you know I, I i really think he pulled something off that is super hard to do especially when you look at all the people involved and 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 you know some of the the big names who you know, one, one might not expect to be able to participate in a project like this where like features weren't really getting compensated for their work, like a Lil Wayne or a two chains. And, you know, there's Jay something Bieber. to be said there about the, yeah, maybe Justin Bieber on two Jam. Like there's something to be said about the independent spirit and what chance and his team, um, have, have accomplished together just in terms of orchestrating something of this magnitude and just giving it to the people. Um, yeah, man, the, the 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 Friday the Friday release, you know, across all across all platforms is, is super important. Yeah, um, I, mean, I know a lot of people are excited about that. Yeah, I mean, the thing that was crazy in my eyes, I think a lot of people who are followers of Chance really built this up to be something that they hoped would be really really special, especially you know in the wake of Acid Rap and in the wake of Surf. Uh, you know, Surf was kind of a holdover, uh, and, and it kind of held the appetite. Uh, it, it kept all the Chance fans kind of at bay for a year uh, as he kind of was putting together this this third mixtape. And I th- I was really surprised, A, that not only did it meet my expectations, but I thought in many ways it exceeded exceeded them in a lot of ways. And it was also surprising at the same time. Like there was there were there were times when I was listening to Coloring Book, I think the first or the second time through where I was listening to it and you would listen you would listen to some of these tracks and You'd be like, "Oh, wow! This is like not something I at all expected to be on this tape." And I thought, <laughs> at, while while it was incredibly cohesive, and I thought it from beginning to end, it feels like one project, which is something that I think Drake really struggled with with views. Um, Shout out Drake! <laughs> and it, it's a, it's an issue I think that's kind of indicative of the music industry as a whole today, in that uh, lots of artists are kind of going for singles and and trying to get the hits and rack up the hits rather than going for this one cohesive unit uh, of an album something that kendrick did really well yeah. with the Bib butterfly and i thought chance not only pulled it off but he did it in a way that was super interesting and in that he really tackled a ton of different genres and really showed off his versatility as a rapper and he was able to kind of go through all these different genres while weaving them together in a way that made them feel like they all belong together, which I thought was super, super skillful and adroit really, really surprising at the end of the day. Like when you look at a song like same drugs and you also look at a song like mixtapes, those, those two songs are back to back and they're just nothing like each other. But at the same time, uh, they also feel like they're part of this one big thing and they're building towards something bigger than just like getting a, a hit on the radio. Yeah, man, I I couldn't agree more, and I think that's a great example of of same drugs and mixtape being back to back. I mean, what a what a one two punch, you know? It's crazy. Uh, what crazy. what were some of your favorite favorite tracks on on the album? 
Yeah, I would. I would say. See, uh, something a conversation I've been having a lot in, in, in the last few days is like, what's 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 your least favorite song? Yeah. Um, and it's it's really hard. I, you know, I've I have a few ideas for what I might say, but it's really hard. Like there there are moments that I would tweak. So like for example, on how great when you have the like kind of soaring like you know church choir at the beginning that leads into Chance and Jay Elect. To me, that goes on for a little bit too long, and there are some notes that they hit that I wish they didn't. Um, it doesn't really hit that sweet spot for me at certain points. But like overall, you know, it's still a great song. And it was crazy to hear Chance sort of channeling how his idol raps. You know, Chance will like always say he's the biggest JLF fan on the planet. Um, and for him to get Jay to come, you know, out of the you know cave he's been <laughs> hiding in, or the or the mansion he's been living in, who knows? Um, to 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 rap like that, like that's that that's crazy. So even then, it's still a special song, even though I'm not like super happy with a hundred percent of the execution it's still a dope song um you know or something like angels which you know obviously was i guess the lead single for the project um came out so long ago i like angels i don't i don't love angels and even then like it's it's still got a special energy to it and you know i was at that event in chicago that chance through over the weekend coloring world and when angels played you know, when, when, when he has that part where he's like, ah, 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 from a real fan, like, people were rapping along to that, like, people rapped along to, yeah, 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 like, in Kendrick Lamar's Mad City, um, that, that, that piece that, like, I chose just people go crazy for, like, it was the same intensity, and there was this church set up at the event where they had, like, a painting of a cathedral or whatever, and then they actually had, like, real pew benches set up to, you know, face the painting, like when Angel started, people gathered around it. There was a huge crowd. Everybody was screaming along. Um, so hearing it in that setting kind of like switched how I thought of it. So again, there's a song that like I didn't love at the beginning, but I'm still very, very happy it's on the project. Um, yeah. Mixtape might be my, you, you, you feel me? You, no, you yeah. yeah, no, I totally feel you. I think Angels is a really interesting song that I don't think I completely felt it at the beginning, especially when it debuted on Colbert. Um, yeah, and then I, as I saw the mixtape come out, and as I saw like videos of it performed live, I think the the tone of it kind of switched, and it became much more of like a sing along song that you can play at parties. It was just such a jam. Definitely, yeah, I totally feel that man. And like, I mean, you know, and shout out to Saba, he 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 killed the hook. That was probably my favorite part when I first you know watched the Colbert performance. I love Saba on the hook. Yeah, um, Saba's a really talented guy. Obviously, he was involved in Astagrat too. Um. And he actually, I'm, I'm, I have to do this. He has a, a mixtape that I think came out in 2014 called Comfort Zone. Um, that's just great. That stuff is crazy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and anybody listening should definitely check that out. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Saga really continues to, you know, ascend both as part of, of Chance's Rise and on his own. Um, but anyway, yeah, you know, like Angels, Angels is dope. Um, I think, I think my least favorite song would probably be mixtape and i still like it a lot and it was crazy to hear Lil yachty because obviously he's been buzzing so much in the last few months really all 2016 um and to, to have him and thug and chance on a record was was really special this is this is a very uh convoluted way of answering your real question which is was my favorite song um i would probably have to say same drugs or summer friends um with all we got and no problem 
tied for third. That is, I think, where I'm at right now. Um, you know, like what what we were talking about earlier about same drugs kind of evoking that same feeling. I, I feel like there's something even similar in, in the progression to, to chain smoker, but I might be making that up. Um, but same drugs definitely like kind of hits me in the chest the way chain smoker did. And summer friends kind of has this sort of subtlety to it. That reminds me a little bit of an acid rain or paranoia. Mm-hmm. I don't think my, 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 my one issue with coloring book is that I don't think there is anything that really, really hits home like paranoia did where he has that line where he's like, you know, like where the F is Matt Lauer at? Um, I think for, you know, like I, I, I think for a lot of, and especially being, being, you know, a hidden song, um, attached to the end, like, I think for a lot of kids, you know, who were, who were in high school at that time and they hear that song, you know, they, they know a bit about Chicago, you know, they know the rise of Chief Keith, they know the rise of drill, but hearing Chance say that it's, it's, it's kind of like, oh, oh, you know, like, oh shoot moment. Um, where you feel connected to Chicago and some of the really unfortunate, you know, issues that have sort of plagued the city. Um, and same with Acid Rain, you know, where Chance is talking about losing a close friend of his. In a way, though, it's almost, you know, reassuring that there's nothing quite like that on this project, even though Summer Friends kind of comes a bit close where he's reminiscing about growing up in Chatham, Chicago. Um, because it is such a positive record and, you know, chances is, is essentially really trying to show people that Chicago isn't, isn't what it seemed to be in 2012. Cause I mean, you know, I was, I was a very impressionable kid and, and definitely still am. So I, I might, I might be projecting here and, and only speaking for myself, but in 2012, during the rise of grime, that really clouded how I thought about Chicago as someone who had never been there. And I remember like I, I was, I was flying somewhere. I might've been to California and there was a layover in Chicago. And I remember actually being like, you know, I'm not scared <laughs> like in, in the airport, but like a little, just a little uneasy, just thinking about how that music, which is definitely important, you know, and, and, and very realistic in, in terms of depicting, you know, parts of Chicago, like that, that is what it is. So I think that drill exists for a reason and is important for a reason, but as a kid, you know, like as a junior in high school or whatever, it, 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 it clouded my judgment of Chicago, I think in a negative way and being in Chicago this weekend and, you know, having like two, three years of chance really ascending, um, in, in music and pop culture, I didn't feel that whatsoever. And it's not like I was in, you know, some of those particular neighborhoods. Um, but that 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 perception that you know the music had initially caused had changed and it was more positive so i think that in itself um is kind of almost a a a defense in a way for coloring books because really only like you know the the only negative thing i've i've seen about about the project is that it's 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 just too you know it's too warm it's too positive and i think that's a beautiful thing thing because you know even even just to have him i'm not going to take credit for this idea because i i saw someone say it um him smiling on his album cover is in itself a rarity in hip-hop yeah. i saw somebody tweet that i i wish i remembered who it was um and i i really you know thought about it. like i i scrolled through like my library on my phone and i and, and i was like well, you know holy crap like that that's pretty true 
Um, and I think of some other artists who, you know, do make sort of positive music and it's, and you know, it's kind of happy go lucky, you know, like the word corny is thrown around a lot. And I feel like chance was really able to make a positive hip hop album, you know, a gospel album, um, without being corny or without kind of sounding like he was preaching, um, even though he wasn't away, but with, without sounding like he was preaching to, to smile more. Uh, he was just making music that genuinely, you know, at least for me, affected me in that way. Like, I, I smile quite a bit when I'm listening to this album. We'll get back to Zyber in just one second. But first, a word from our friends over at SeatGeek. If you've ever been frustrated trying to buy tickets online, most sites make it really complicated and they try to sneak in these huge fees at checkout. And that's why you need to check out SeatGeek today. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and concert tickets. If you listen to this podcast, I assume you like music. I assume you like Chance the Rapper. SeatGeek has made it easier than ever to go find tickets to a Chance the Rapper concert. SeatGeek has taken out all the work and hassle out of shopping for tickets. They pull all the tickets available on other sites into one place so you can save time and never miss a deal. You can even set alerts for upcoming games and SeatGeek will let you know if ticket prices fall. Even better, every single ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value so you can immediately find underpriced seats and before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price, and unlike StubHub, SeatGeek will show you the full ticket price from start to finish and never surprise you with huge fees at checkouts. Listeners to Doing It For Bartolo can get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. So in order to do that, make sure to download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, and then enter the promo code BARTOLO. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase, so make sure to head over there uh, to the App Store, the Google Play Store, download the free SeatGeek app, and enter promo code BARTOLO in order to get your first $20 rebate off your first ticket purchase to a game or concert. And without further ado, back to my conversation with Cyber about Chance the Rapper. I think it's a really interesting thing just to look at Chance's place in music and just the pure positivity of, of the album. And I think you touched on something that's really interesting in that he was able to create a positive album that wasn't corny because I think what he did was while there is this very positive message and underlying uh, backbone under all of this music, there's a there's a certain vulnerability when it comes to some of these songs that while you know there is a happiness, you still get the sense that there's trouble. Um and I think that's something that's really hard to do in today's music industry. And I think just today as a whole, I think I think where the United States is today, you know, not not just like when considering the election and 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 where people's heads are, I think there's such a negative overall viewpoint in how people kind of view the United States as a whole. And the fact that we're able to put out music and art in a way that takes that kind of pushes it all to the side, at least just for, you know, an hour and is able to put us in a headspace where we're thinking positively about our lives is something that I think is really special and is, is really hard to pull off in a way that's authentic. And the fact that Chance is kind of able to make music in a way that just naturally puts a smile on your face is, is something that I think is a really special skill that is, um, it's, it's very hard to attain. And I feel like that's something that's just something that's inherent within someone's personality and is just not really a thing that you see a lot, not just in music, but just within pop culture and media as a whole. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I do agree with that. I think it, it is a rarity that transcends not just hip hop, but, but pop culture in general. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. 
Um, and, and I think that, you know, that kind of connects to on an industry level, how important chance and his team, um, I'm going to keep saying team because I, you know, chance. So chance, the rapper LLC, if, if you go to the iTunes and, and, and look at the bottom of the page, I believe you'll find, you know, like copyright chance, the rapper LLC or something like that. Um, and what, the, what that is, is essentially like a small group of, of, of guys and girls who, you know, I don't think any of them are older than like 25. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the average age, you know, it's like 22, 23, 24, um, just a few of them. And they've been able to, you know, really sidestep a lot of the kind of industry standards, whether it's like a 360 deal, you know, and, and essentially signing away a uh, you know, a, a, a portion of every piece of your revenue stream, you know, whether it's merch touring, whatever, um, or, you know, like trading, you know, one verse just for someone you don't really want for another, for a radio feature, like, you know, they, they, they were able to not only sidestep a lot of sort of negative portions of the industry, um, they were, they were also able to keep everything they're doing in, in Chicago, um, which is a kind of, you know, again, in it's sort of a rarity, that I think connects to Boston too, because with Boston in the last few years, you know, you have like Michael Christmas, you've cousin Stiz and the next couple of years, they're going to be some more really, really special artists who are already putting in a lot of work who are going to be making national headlines, Lord willing. But, you know, right now um, it's, it's, it's a few guys who are really doing their thing and it's great. And it's more than Boston has had in the past for the most part. But there have been a lot of people who came out of Boston, whether they were artists or whether they were managers, whether they were writers, and they couldn't stay in Boston. And, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm working in New York this summer. Um, I love I love New York. I love the company I'm working for. But I, I want to be in Boston and build something in Boston. And, and right now it's not entirely feasible. Um, and so what you'll see is you'll have a lot of people going to New York, which is the East Coast industry hub, or you'll have people go to L.A., which is the West Coast industry hub. And for them to build this, you know, out of Chicago, where where, where Chance the Rapper can, um, um, you know, we, we will probably see Chance the Rapper sell sell out shows that are a lot bigger than we might imagine possible right now um, in the coming months. And they've all, you know, they they built it out of Chicago. They haven't left Chicago. They made the industry come to them. Um, and and that's just another example of them sort of, you know, bucking trends and establishing their own model, their own method of doing things. And that, again, goes back to chance as a talent. All of it, but you know, like, you, you, can, you can shove music down people's throats through redundancy, through radio programming. There's a reason it's called programming. But if you have a true talent, I, I don't want to say it's easy, but, you know, chance himself is sort of the, 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 the highest compliment for everything that's going on. Like Chance's talent has made all of this possible. You know, Chance's talent has made it possible to move around, you know, hip hop tropes. Like again, even if it's as simple as smiling on an album cover and Chance's talent has made it possible to stay in Chicago and his team has, you know, worked so hard to, essentially avoid pitfalls or mistakes and kind of kind of honor that talent you know like it's kind of a two two-way thing like you can't do this without talent but at the same time you can't do it without a good team behind you 
Um, and the fact that, you know, that camp has both and the fact that it's all in Chicago still, to me, is just a really special thing. Um, and I'm, I'm personally, you know, really hoping that something of a similar nature begins to, to, to take shape more than it already has um, in Boston in, in the coming years. There's only one chance the rapper, you know, that like it's, it's, it's not like they have really a blueprint that you can follow step by step, but just kind of the local essence of building something from the ground up and, and, and keeping it where the root started. That to me is probably the most powerful part of what, what, what they've achieved. And, you know, one thing I guess that, that I've noticed on this tip that kind of like just interests me, I guess it's, it's, it's curious is, uh, well, I'll ask you, have you seen like people kind of, you know, lamenting over chance being like not independent because he went through Apple music or any of that. Have you like noticed that at all on social media? Yeah. Like I've, I've gone through some like Reddit sub subreddits and, and seen on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Shout out Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about kind of whether or not coloring book really is, um, it really is a mixtape because it, it was released through Apple Music, uh, and and he's been harping on how his music is free. Like he, you know, I don't I don't rap for free. I don't make music for free. I I, I make music for freedom. Like that's a, that's something that he, he very yeah. much emphasizes when when he talks about um, just his artistic output. And I think there's, I think there's a slight nuance there. Uh, I mean, he he was very much harping the, you know, you get a, a free three month trial to Apple Music and you can listen to Coloring Book that way. And I think, I think he's kind of playing, he's kind of tiptoeing the line at this point. Um, like I have expected the the mixtape to drop straight up on iTunes like Surf did last year, um, and so I thought it was really interesting yeah. to see it drop uh, only on Apple Music. Uh, and as someone who doesn't have Apple Music and had already used up my three month trial, I paid four ninety nine in order to, to to get that one month uh, one month Apple Music subscription in order to listen to Coloring Book. And for me, that's fine. Like I'm I'm you know Chance is one of my favorite artists in the music industry today, and that's a that's a that's a amount of money that I'm willing to invest into listening to his music and trying to connect with what he's what he what his view of the world. But I think he is tiptoeing the line. You know, at this point, is is he really at this point? He's he's kind of more than just an independent artist. Like he's he's working in a sphere that ninety nine point nine percent of independent artists will just never, ever experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with you. It's, it's been kind of. I really guess it it kind of comes down to two things. And, 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 this, and this is something I'm still I'm still figuring out, too. Like right now, I think I'm leaning toward considering him still independent and. I'll, I'll explain why in a sec, but like, I, I, th I think it comes down to two things. And the first is how you define independent. Um, cause I think that can vary quite a bit. And the other thing is just really, you know, what, what, what you put weight in. Um, last week I was, where was I? I was, I was climbing some mountain actually in New Hampshire with a bunch of friends from back home. And, we, we started getting into like a little discussion as we were hiking about chance and, and what it meant that he was, you know, releasing coloring both exclusively through Apple music for the two week period, which is, you know, the exact same thing Drake had. Um, obviously Drake being a prime example of, and again, no shots here whatsoever, just describing the situation, Drake being a prime example of, you know, a major label kind of giant, um, you know, same treatment, same exclusivity, 
you know, probably some lump sum that was provided to both teams um, to have that exclusivity. And so, you know, my my friends were as well a couple of them were saying like you know chance is not independent anymore no way no way no way um another friend of mine was saying that you know why why should it even matter you know like you you look at any publication pigeons and planes included you know and 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 even some of the stuff i've written in recent weeks um the 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 fact that he's achieved this independently is 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 brought up and kind of and, and 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 praised and you know on other corners of the internet. Um, there's an amazing website called Passion of the Weiss that wrote uh, an article that kind of condemned Coloring Book and, and Chance, at least from you know the the perspective of him being independent. It kind of really shot <laughs> shot that down, or at least attempted to. Um, and Passion of the Weiss has amazing writing, and they always you know offer really strong kind of contrasting opinions. Um, so just sort of making sense of all of those different vantage points. How I personally see it, at least, you know, with, with the first thing to consider, which is defining independence. To me, the most important part of being an independent artist is having complete control over your creativity. Um, and, and that's something that has sort of become like a music industry cliche in a way, like, you know, creative control on both sides either like oh man like you know we got to fight the man like you know we got to control like our art from the artist perspective and you know from the label perspective like you know no creative control yeah i i i feel like that's a that's a phrase that like the general public um is pretty aware of and familiar with um but with that said like more specifically i think like for example owning a master like if a lot of you know like independent artists enter a deal with a label um, in most situations, they're probably not going to own the masters to their material. Um, someone who famously negotiated early on to keep their masters was Jay-Z. And essentially what that means is, you know, like when you amass a catalog of music over a hopefully long career, you are able to, you know, control, like, for example, releasing like a, you know, five-year anniversary album or like a greatest hits album, or even just like collecting royalties off the stuff you did 10 years ago. Um, Jay-Z was able to continue profiting off of that because he kept his masters. Um, and Chance is a great example of someone who, you know, like Chance didn't give away his masters by signing to Apple Music. Apple Music didn't tell him like a major label and r might, you know, that like you need to have XYZ on this record or like, you know, this producer has to, you know, fit into this slot. Um, obviously like things vary for, for different artists and, you know, like major labels aren't necessarily monsters or great people who work everywhere. Uh, great artists are signed to major labels, um, or just, you know, record labels in general. But to me, Chance didn't really give away much if, if, if anything at all, I, you know, I don't even know if he like really, you know, was given a like hard deadline that, 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 that like he had to meet for Apple Music. I'm pretty sure he like, you know, they approached Apple Music um kind of for assistance and, you know, they they were able to sort of do something cool together. Um so to me, just like chance being on SNL for the first time, you know, as like an independent act, you know, whatever was kind of trumpeted by the media back in December and then again when he, you know, came on to perform with Kanye for Ultra Light Beam, um I think you can definitely make the case that like chance isn't independent anymore because he, he truly is, you know, he's performing in the same places that, 
like, you know, SNL, Drake, Kendrick, Kanye, um, Apple Music, you know, Drake just, you know, Drake just did exclusively through, through Apple Music. Like, so it, from, from, from that perspective, you can't say like, nah, Chance isn't independent anymore. Like that, that is not what the grind of an independent artist looks like. But how I kind of think I'm seeing it for the time being, um, is, is no, like, I do think it's still independent because all of this is a result of what Chance, Chance did, you know, like, to me, the fact that he was able to get on SNL or the fact that he was able to, you know, like approach Apple Music and lock something down in the same way Drake did is is the kind of utmost indication of his music and of his popularity and who has complete control over Chance's music, Chance the Rapper, and who is completely responsible for Chance the Rapper's popularity, Chance the Rapper and his team and, and the moves they've made over the last, you know, really three years, but stretching beyond that we want to go back to Sunday, back to high school, whatever. Um, it kind of all goes back to chance. And that is kind of the, 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 the divide that conflicts me um, as to, you know, whether or not he really is independent. Um, I, I still lean toward yes, because again, like to me, it's just all the more impressive that he was able to do this um, without either a capital infusion from a major label or, you know, without the very, very high level connections that might come with, you know, such a relationship. But what do I know? I'm just 21, you know? <laughs> um, but that's, that, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't, I don't know if that made any sense. No, it made total sense. And I, I, I think I'm in the boat where I think 100% chance I think is, is still independent. Uh, and I think a lot of it stems from the fact that, he has complete creative control and he owns all of his masters and he's 100% in charge of how people in the public view chance the rapper, you know, at a certain point, you know, the, the pop culture media machine is going to suck you up and they're going to spit, spit out an image of you and, and shape the way that people perceive you. But, it, but that, I don't think that has anything to do with whether or not you're actually an independent artist. You know, he's at this point, he's, has complete creative control over everything he puts out. Um, and I think that's at the, in the, in the most idealistic sense, that's what an independent artist should be. He is, there's no influence from a label to shape his sound this way or that way. Uh, and he's, he's really doing what he wants to do. And just because he's achieved a level of success that we really haven't seen too many independent artists achieve. Um, that doesn't mean that he's not independent anymore. Like, I think it's interesting to look at Macklemore as someone who is obviously super, super popular and has a, a whole string of hat, hits and has made tons of money. At the end of the day, he's still an independent artist. He He's not signed to a label and he has complete creative control over whatever the hell he wants to do. You know, if I'm sure if he was on a label, uh, he would have put out an, uh, a follow-up album to The Heist much sooner. Uh and I think part of that, I, I think that's very much indicative of, of just kind of his creative standing and, and what it means to be an independent artist as in general. Just because, you know, indie artists haven't, you know, hit this level of popularity in the past doesn't mean that they're not independent anymore once they get to this place in the pop culture zeitgeist where lots of people know who, who they actually are. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that example about, about Macklemore. And I think that's a really good insight. I, I think you're right in saying that if 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 he were signed to a major label or one of their underlings, um, we we wouldn't have seen, you know, a four year gap uh 
between you know what like what a really nice I made or whatever the album is and um and the heist I, I think you're right about that um and, and and yeah man like at at the end of the day like it really at least with chance just comes down to what it always should come down to which is the quality of the music and obviously not everybody's going to love it. You know, there's not a single song that's ever been made where a hundred percent of the listening population loved it, adored it, hated it, thought it was average. You know, there's always going to be a split opinion. Um, but it seems to be that most people, um, like, like chance and that goes for the industry too. And, you know, like, again, that's how something like SNL comes up. Like chance has built a buzz that warrants that placement. Um, and he's done it because he's made music that really resonates with a lot of people. And, and to me, it's 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 uh, you know as intricate as kind of the 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 back you know the the backstage stuff can get the behind the scenes stuff can get it's really that simple to me mm-hmm. i want to i want to talk about your piece for pigeons and planes you spent uh, a weekend uh, in chicago at chance's calling world event yeah. uh, and i think your the the pieces on pigeons and planes uh, it was on chance the rapper's twitter and facebook feed you can head over to pigeons and planes to check it out as well uh it shows a lot of insight, not only to just the event, but the fact that it's not just Chance, and obviously Chance is is the face of this, of this Chance the Rapper brand. But there's there's a whole slew of people behind him at this point in time, who are who are helping him. It's not just you know a kid from Chicago on his computer making music. Um, there's a whole <laughs> right. lot, there's yeah. a whole lot of people uh, kind of helping him out uh, at this point. So, I mean, just kind of bring me bring me into the weekend and, and the whole Culling World event because I think it was a really interesting uh, venture that that Chance made to help promote his his new music. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, first, thank you as always for for reading. It. I appreciate your eyes. Um, <laughs> I appreciate your eyes. What <laughs> a line. Um, but any, anyway, uh, yeah, man, it was it was cool. I mean, really, like. I'm, I'm trying to think. So the event went down on Saturday. I think Wednesday or maybe even Thursday is when I got noticed that I was invited to go to this thing. Um, you know, and, and that really speaks to, or not even speaks to it. It mirrors, it parallels um, the, the, the timetable that his team had to deal with, which is, you know, essentially that they built this entire, uh, you know, like, carnival listening experience extravaganza you know like return to childhood thing in 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 a 15,000 square foot warehouse in less than a week um which is is really unheard of so you know just 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 going into it I mean I was I was you know relatively nervous um because I'd never been to Chicago before like that like you know I'd gone to the airport for like you know an hour but I'd never been to Chicago um and I had never even really you know covered an event like this um where you know it 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 just kind of felt like there was a lot on the table that was on the line and you know i just wanted to uh, you know do a good job um and essentially you know where that where that left me was um just kind of having in an open mind and trying to keep my eyes as open as possible and i was fortunate enough to kind of like speak to um pretty much every person who you know was working with his team um, and sort of some of the like, you know, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like supplementary staff members where, so essentially Chance's team is, you know, I'm going to get the figure wrong, but like, it's, it's pretty much between like five and 10 people who are really chiefly involved. And then 
they were able to hire, you know, like 60 to 80 additional staff members for this event, um, all from Chicago to kind of pull off the impossible, which, which again is like, you know, how, how do we create an experience that nobody has ever really, you know, had before for this project that just came out. Um, and something that was really cool was that a lot of those people who were helping put, you know, put, put the project together and make sure everything flowed smoothly, um, was just kids who, who go to different schools in Chicago. Um, I, you know, I, I met a lot of people who were like in their junior year, um, of college or like, you know, senior year of high school. Um, the event really began at, um, a school in Chicago. I think the Pulaski International School, I probably pronounced that wrong, but, um, essentially like it was really just this school and people who went to the school were helping put the event together. Um, which, which to me is just a really cool thing. And it goes back to like, you know, Chance the Rapper being from Chicago and staying in Chicago. He's the opportunity to like give kids sort of an employment opportunity to be a part of something special. Um, you know, people working in the music industry or rather who, who, who have music industry ambitions, aspirations in Chicago kind of got, you know, a shot to be a part of something pretty big. Um, so that, that in itself is a very neat thing. Um, and then, you know, you kind of moved over to like people who really had a, had a role in the sort of creative execution, guys like Austin Besley, who's done really almost all of Chance's music videos, I think, except for, for Angels, um, you know, dating, dating back to 10 Day. He shot a really cool sort of like short film mini doc of, of Chance and the Social Experience that came out a little while ago. Um, that's, that's definitely, definitely worth checking out. Um, or guys like O.J. Hayes, who, who did the animation for the good, um, can't say this word, <laughs> good ASS intro um, on, on acid rap, which, which was sick. You know, he did, he did like the, the, the church painting the day before the event. Um, there was this cool, like kind of giant circular table where people would like write notes to chance and projected on this table was like, you know, a bunch of different designs or like, you know, like the, 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 the socks logo, like the line of the sun or whatever, um, like, you know, rotating around the table. He designed all of that. He helped design sort of the, the, the intro video. So like, you know, the, every round of 350 kids, there were, there were four rounds and, 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 and every wave sort of steps into this, like, you know, like smallish room, really, really dark. And then there's this white sheet in the middle. Um, and, you know, it's like footage of chance during the 10 day days, excuse their Dunsey start to play um, and it transitions to sort of this, this animated piece where you have the, you know, purple starry night of the coloring book cover. Um, and then you have, you know, the, 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 the question that every person who's listened to the album would know, which is, are you ready? Um, so he designed all of that. And then, you know, the current falls and, and there we are. Um, and it was just, it was just pretty remarkable to, to see it all go down because again, like, I don't think, um, I don't think this has been done before. Uh, you know, something I mentioned in the article, you know, Kanye kind of really, really made a statement by having a listening party at Madison Square Garden, um, which is, you know, in, in terms of just in terms of sort of like tiers of, of, of production level, it's, it's, it's kind of harder to, it's, it's, it's very hard to exceed that. Um, but 
Chance kind of, you know, did the opposite approach um, and said, you know, we can do something really crazy for like, you know, a thousand, twelve hundred people. Um, and rather than be, you know, all about making this giant statement, let's sort of do a lot of subtleties um, that not only make, you know, the music come alive, but also take people back to to childhood. And, and that's something that Chance is sort of, you know, uh, I feel like represented more and more and more as his career has continued to grow, um, whether it be Cocoa Butter Kisses on acid rap or, you know, straight up saying like, you know, like make you remember memories of childhood on coloring book. Um, all of, all of that, you know, was, was very much executed um, with this event. You know, he stayed true to it. And I think that was special for a lot of people to see. There was definitely, trying to think there was there was definitely some backlash um after the first event because chance did actually didn't come out um he didn't show his face during the first event he did for the second third and fourth so you know i remember walking out of the so you know you were only allowed to stay at one event you bought tickets to one event but because i was pressed i was able to stay at all, all four um so when i was kind of rounding this corner to, to, to go back in for the second round. And I was with, you know, a member of Chance's staff. Um, I overheard, like, I overheard these two girls behind me being like, wow, like we, you know, we essentially paid this money to like dance and have like, you know, fruit, fruit roll-ups and Reese's PCs, which were two like candy, um, candies that were kind of available to consume uh, at the, at the makeshift venue. But like, so, you know, people, some people were upset that Chance didn't show up. Um, some people thought that it was a performance, uh, which is understandable. But for the most part, you know, I would say at least like 80% of the people in the first round where Chance didn't even show up, they were still excited. And I actually spotted um, a bunch of kids that I had seen earlier in, in the afternoon as they were, as they were walking out of, of the first round um, and they were, they were just ecstatic. They couldn't believe, you know, they had experienced this, you know, like they, they, they were like, they're really just proud of, of chance, um, putting something on like this for the kids of Chicago, you know, like there, there were some people who tried to buy tickets on Jinja's website and succeeded. And they were from other places around the country, but it was largely a Chicago held event for Chicago based kids. Um, and that was pretty pretty dope and for the last three events when chance did show his face you know i don't think there was a single upset person in in the crowd um it was it was crazy man like it, it really was and i know he just tweeted earlier that he wants to he wants to try and bring something of this sort to festivals because he's you know probably going to be performing quite a lot of those this summer and certainly next year i don't know i feel of luck with that um but coloring world was definitely worth the trip. You know, it was, it was worth the time. Um, and really, I, I think, I think the biggest takeaway was just how impressive, cause you know, like some of the, so I, I, I think, I think my article and then a billboard article, um, sort of made mention of the fact that they, they really put this together in five days, but, and so, you know, I knew that, I knew that going into the event, I had heard a little bit about, you know, what it was and what it took to really pull it off in such a short amount of time. 
but all the kids who were going there had no idea. You know, like they, they they had no idea that everything that they were kind of looking at and engaging in, um, seeing, hearing, you know, even even tasting, and in, in the case of like the candy or kiwi mystics, that it had all been put together in such a short. You know, they, they had no no idea whatsoever. Um, and knowing that it took that amount of time was insane to me <laughs> because, you know, just just a, a little bit of background, like I even though I'm doing all these kind of, you know, like journalistic things, like I go to school at, at, at Boston university for essentially management, you know, like I'm studying marketing, I'm studying advertising, I'm studying entrepreneurship. And from that perspective, I, 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 I really could not stop thinking like, wow, like this should be a case study. That, that was probably the most frequently, you know, had thought of the entire day. This should be a case study. Because I was thinking back to like, you know, operations classes we had had where we're learning about like cues, like, you know, line management, whatever, um, shipping, handling, distribution, boring stuff like that. That can be occasionally interesting. Like I, I really just could not stop thinking that this should be a case study. The fact that they pulled this off in five days is truly, you know, not to, not to be dramatic, but like it, it felt like a miracle in a lot of ways just thinking about you know, how, like me personally, I would expect something of this sort to take like a month, you know, Chance called his manager when the project dropped and said, I want to do this this weekend. The manager said, we can't do it. How about next weekend? And that's what it was. You know, they flew out like thousands and thousands of dollars of turf from Colorado just because, you know, like Chance wanted it to feel like people were outside. He didn't want people to be doing this over like, you know, cement floors. Um, and the, and that's you know probably why you know he tweeted like I I lost a quarter mil on this like he he lost money to try and make something special and he was able to motivate and inspire his own team and then you know a, a pretty sizable team of sort of additional temporary hires to 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 make it a reality and as a business student I really think that was the most special part of the entire thing like these twenty somethings just pulled something off that, that big companies, you know, would, would be scratching their head at. Um, yeah, man, that was, that was nuts to me. That was, that was nuts to me. For sure. I, th I think chances is in such an interesting place in the music industry today. Cause I think he very much represents a pivot point. Cause you know, with, as the info, as the internet kind of continues to grow and grow and grow in theory, anybody's music can be listened to anybody in the world. Anybody's writing can be seen by anybody else in the world, which is, pretty insane it's an in theory an infinite platform and chance is currently the most successful independent artist doing it today uh and we could talk about like the the discrepancy between like an album and a mixtape at, at some other point in time but you know chance chance is now at a place where i think he he is in the pantheon of, of rappers doing it in the game today and he's not signed yeah. to a label which is fascinating uh, and he's and he's doing it all on himself, and the way that he's kind of, I think Ultralight Beam in many ways kind of represented Kanye handing off this rap torch to Chance, and Kanye I think now has his sights set on on things greater than just rap and hip hop. Like I think Kanye wants to take over take over the world. He wants to be like a Steve Jobs for literally everything in fashion and technology <laughs> and in any number of things. Um, 
Yeah. And, and I think Ultra Life, in many ways, like if you watch the SNL performance, it very much feels like Kanye is taking taking a step back and was giving the, the spotlight to Chance, and he was giving that platform, this huge SNL platform, to Chance and letting him shine with what I think is the best verse on Life of Pablo, and I think that's really interesting in just kind of that visual, that visual uh, shift in in seeing kind of Chance take a step forward into this different place in the rap game uh and i think he occupies a different space than kendrick does because i think kendrick very much tackles you know these social issues that are kind of greater than just just music and so i think i i kind of think of kendrick in a, in a different place but i think chance is very much in the conversation if you're talking about the the best rappers at it right now you got you if you don't mention chance you're 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 clowning yourself like it's it's just it's a stupid argument to not mention him at, him at all yeah, man. I, I, well, first off, <laughs> um, there are, there, there are birds flying around me on the water, <laughs> making so much noise. Um, so just, I, I, I have to shout out your, your tweet that you had <laughs> for a while, which was about that moment on SNL. I, I, I think you were like, I, I hope one day I'm as happy as Kanye was watching Chance or something like that. Um, I think that's a great moment to really kind of pinpoint um, as, as you know, you, you said it, you said it really well, a, a visual shift. I think Kanye would be very happy, um, you know, becoming the next Elon Musk and, and, and having chance really be the one to soundtrack that rise. Whereas Kanye had, you know, there's actually a really cool. So um, I think it was time magazine. It was like 100 most influential people, powerful people, something like that. And it was like, really dope people writing about other really dope people who had made, uh, who had made the list. Kanye was in the top 100 and Elon Musk was the one who wrote about Kanye. Um, which to me tells me that, you know, as, as Elon had, you know, built PayPal and went on to work with Tesla, solar city, you know, SpaceX, whatever, like Kanye, Kanye was really, you know, in audio necessity, auditory necessity of that rise. And it would just be kind of funny to see Kanye do something even remotely similar to Elon Musk. I mean, guy's a guy's a true god, but you know, something something remotely similar and 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 have Chance soundtrack that that would be nuts. Um, but yeah, man, like Chance is definitely. I I, I agree with you. I, I think Chance is absolutely one of the most gifted or, or talented artists out right now. Um, that is, you know, it's 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 tough because any sort of discussion and occasional really argument about who is, you know, who's the best or who's the most talented when it comes to music. It's very hard because, you know, we, we all have different ears and you can, you know, drop the music as subjective line if you want, which to me is like the cop out to, to end all cop outs, but it is true. Um, we all have different ears. With that said, you know, kind of every, every sort of measure, like, you know, instinctual judgment I have to sort of determine like how good an artist is and the potential to really become like gargantuan chance kind of, you know, has a, has a check plus he, he just sort of checks off all those boxes. Um, I think with chance an interesting, so I would argue definitely chances, chances one of the most talented artists right now. I think what some people might be less convinced by is how big chance is even though he's been on snl even though you know he's directing kanye in the studio with waves 
um, you know, even, even though he has, you know, like 1.6 million Twitter followers, you know, 1 million Facebook or whatever. Uh, I think a lot of people still don't truly understand like how big he is. Like he, like just thinking about, about numbers, you know, you, okay. So like you, you have someone like Wale or you someone like Meek Mill. I'm pretty sure Meek Mill you know how many followers Big Mill has? It, it's several million. It's like at least two times more than Chance, um, or like you know, like Wale. Like he is. Big Mill's got he, he like dropped, five point six million. Five point six. Okay, so even even more. That's like three times. So or, or, or like Wale, he is a, a video off of his last project. Um, I'm pretty sure it has like twenty million views. You know, and and if you go to Sunday Candy, Sunday Candy does not have twenty million views. Nothing off of After Drop is 20 million views. And yet, Chance is, in a lot of ways, making, you know, bigger waves, pun intended, than either of those guys. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure there, there's information available just for, like, like, you know, how much artists make per show. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that Chance is making more than some of the artists who are, like, on the radio. And I, I think that's what it is, like... Um, this is, uh, this is actually another argument <laughs> me and my friends were having one, when, when we were hiking that mountain in New Hampshire, it's like, what, what makes a big artist? Um, and for, for a lot of people, even though, you know, every, everybody's been saying radio's dead or at least terrestrial radio's dead for years now, radio is still, uh, you know, a very, very important medium through which a huge portion of at least, you know, the, the, the stateside population hears music. Um, and for people who don't even listen to the radio, you know, like if someone has a radio hit, that's like kind of seen as the ultimate indication of like, of, 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 of size or, or stature and music. Um, so chance in, in certain conversations that, that I've at least been having, he's, he's actually almost overlooked, um, as, as big as he is, as much noise as he's been making, he still sort of hasn't been treated like you know a, a, a drake well drake is drake is much much bigger than chance but you know like as sort of like a top 10 artist in in terms of sort of like commercial impact mm-hmm. because he has yet to have a radio hit and something that's been interesting or, or, or i guess something that will be interesting to see this year um is whether that that comes through whether chance will have a radio you know chances like yeah. was was on that that, that tinashe song um all my friends would have like, you know, all of my friends are wasted, which is a sick song. Um, that got radio play. Like Chance has been a part of radio songs, but he hasn't had a radio hit yet. No problem, you know, has actually gone some radio play. It's been very, very popular in Apple Music for hot tracks. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like in just in terms of like the general public perception, that radio hit is kind of like the last piece to really elevate Chance yeah. into like, you know, like top, five artists to me he is absolutely top five artists currently active right now um but i, I think for a, a, a you know a big proportion different different demographics in the u.s um that radio hit is like the last missing link so it'll be really cool to see whether or not that happens in 2016 i've got a really funny story kind of branching off this but i have a yeah, friend so- I, I have a friend at school uh Named David Tavares. Uh, shout out to David. Okay. Uh, but we, we were talking about Chance, I think this was in December. And uh, it was at the point where I was starting to really, really begin to get hyped about Chance 3. And we had, it was, we were studying for finals and uh, we were in the library just kind of listening to music. 
And I was like, oh, do you listen to Chance the Rapper? And and we talked about Kanye a lot and, and lots of other people, but we hadn't talked about Chance, and obviously Chance is one of my favorite artists. So I was like, hey, have you listened to Chance before? And he was like, no. It was, oh, like, he, was, he was more like, I'm aware of Chance, but like I haven't listened to any of his music. And him being from Chicago, uh, he's from... He's from the, the basically the the projects in New York. He was very skeptical of Chance and his rise and whether or not he would be able to relate to anything. Um, and he basically made the argument for about half an hour that Chance was irrelevant, which was absurd in in my eyes, even at that point in time. Um, but it wasn't until Chance was on SNL with Kanye and he was on Ultralight Beam and he heard Chance's first in Ultralight Beam that he started to like flip. And then he started to get 10 Day, and then he started to get Acid Rap. And now he views Chance as like, oh, Chance is, is a big deal. And I thought it was really interesting to there – was, there was literally a moment where he started to view Chance as relevant. And it was the moment that he was on Kanye's album, which I think is absolutely fascinating um, from a perception standpoint, not just on a, on a music standpoint because, you know, as someone who who's – privy to listening to music that hopefully other people haven't listened to and, and finding new music, new music and, and trying to find things beyond just kind of the, the top 40 stuff that I do enjoy. Um, it was really interesting to me to see someone who is, who's almost dictated by what is popular on Spotify in terms of rap and hip hop, see that immediate sh- shift in how he thinks about Chance the Rapper the moment he was on Ultralight Beam. That's, uh, that's an incredible insight. Um, and, oh, wow. I really hope that the recorder caught that voice crack. That was glorious. Um, but yeah, like I can, yeah, man, that, that, that insight makes a ton of sense. Um, and again, it's, it's really interesting because like SNL is essentially the terrestrial radio of television, um, for, you know, kind of like the, the viewing audience. Um, so that's really interesting to hear. I definitely believe it. And I, I feel like there are a lot of people who kind of had, had a similar, um, transformation. And I guess that's why, you know, like definitely uh, like, 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 like you, uh, admittedly a, a chance fan. Um, that's why I think it was really cool. I actually was with you. Wasn't I when, when he performed in SNL? Yeah. In December? Yeah. Yeah. We were. Yeah. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were at our friend Jake's. Um, SNL played. We only had it on to watch Chance, and Chance Chance really crushed it. Um, and I think that like we could tell because you know th- there there were some people in the room who I don't think had really listened to Chance much before, maybe aware of him, like like you know like your friend, but hadn't listened to him. And he did a you know especially for a hip hop artist often you know, sad to say like hip hop performances on, on television aren't that great. Chance really killed it. Um, you know, he, he, he really commanded the stage, especially with Sunday candy and kind of the hand gestures that were oh, sort yeah. of, you know, directing the choir behind him. It was, it was really special to see. And I think we could tell like in that room that there were at least several people who are beginning to realize like, wow, like this guy's, this guy's good. Um, so yeah, like it, it was dope because you know that that was definitely a moment where it was um, in an introduction to an entirely new audience and confirmation for the audience that had been with him for so long that you know like, there there is something special about this dude. Um, so really to see him sort of you know 
make use of that opportunity, kind of like a Eminem lose yourself moment, like to, to really make use of the opportunity and crush it. That was dope to see. Yeah, I mean, SNL, I think, very much represents a confirmation that you've made it in many, many ways. Yeah. But that performance of Sunday Candy was something that just 99.9% of people in, in hip-hop especially just couldn't pull off. Like, Chance, Chance is a good singer, which is not something you can say for basically every single rapper out there. Like, Drake sings, but he cannot sing live. Chance can sing live, which is really, really impressive. And the fact that he was able to bring... Chance inspires this passion, I think, behind his fans. And I think that's what makes him different from a lot of artists today is that um, I think it's very similar to Taylor Swift. I think Taylor Swift inspires uh, her fans to, to really pull for her. And I think Chance's fans on a much smaller scale are very much the same way in that I want to see I, – I feel very much invested in Chance's success as an artist, which is – ludicrous because i've never met him before i've probably never been with i've been within like a hundred feet of him at at a performance before but that's it like i've never had a conversation with him before uh and i feel very much invested in, in hoping that he can succeed at this grand scale and i don't i don't really feel that about very many people in in pop culture um and i think he's able to in, instill this loyalty within this fan base that i think is is really unique to him um it's really funny because uh, he came to my, my school's spring concert uh, last year, and I remember when they announced Chance as the artist, uh, Yik Yak was blowing up about how nobody knew, like, it was probably like 80-20, nobody knew who Chance the Rapper was. And the 20% that was that did, did know Chance, they were pushing hard, like, listen to Acid Rap, I'm jealous of the, the people who are going to be able to listen to Acid Rap for the first time, and at least That's for real. me... <laughs> At least for me, when he came on, he was able to captivate the audience in a way. And I don't think I don't think Chance's music is in entirely. Uh, I don't think it entirely uh, translates to spring concert like people are wasted and want to just like rock out. I don't think it's entirely conducive to that. Just because I think Chance's music is in very in many ways very heady. Uh, but I think he was able to capture the audience in a way that I don't think many people in music as a whole can. And I think that's it's it. There's a there's a, a loyalty uh, and an excitement that you get as as someone who follows Chance um, that make that makes you feel very invested in his his success moving forward. I can I can definitely um, attest to that. Just thinking thinking back to last weekend, you know, like his his fans being so loyal, his fans kind of being of like a certain passion. Um, and I think it's unique because it's a positive passion and, and something that really st stood out to me in Chicago that I wanted to write a little bit more about, but didn't have time was really like how contingent the success of the event was on the fans who, who attended. Um, and just to kind of explain what I mean by that, like, you know, they, they, there was, there was no security for this event you know people weren't being patted down at this event and and thinking about you know obviously some of the tragedies that have unfolded in recent years in this country and elsewhere um you know that that could become a significant you know safety risk for a lot of people um so really like you know the the, the event came down to the people who were attending or or like you know the the backstage area being separated 
by essentially a curtain. And like, there was a bodyguard there, but it wasn't like the same level of separation. Like you might find, you know, at a typical, you know, chance performance at a venue, um, in the traditional sense. So like, really like it would have been five people, you know, who wanted to start trouble and that would have been the end of the entire day. That would have been like, you know, a ruin for, of, of, of the investment. It would have made, you know, a lot of people look bad and it would have been a loss for Chicago. Even something as simple as, you know, there were a lot of things hanging from the ceiling, man. And it's not hard to imagine you know, someone who's super, super amped, just like, you know, going nuts and like pulling things from the ceiling and like toppling stuff over or someone getting into an altercation. Like it's, it, it's hard for me to imagine, for example, like Travis Scott being able to throw an event. Well, I mean, he, he wouldn't throw an event like this, but you know, <laughs> like a, a, a similar <laughs> gathering, Yeah. like his, his fans, and this is no shot to Travis, but like, just because of, it's, it's, it's a different energy that he provides. His fans wouldn't have, you know, like, I don't want to say behaved, but his fans, I, I can't imagine, would have been sort of as peaceful as his chances were. Um, so the, the fact that, you know, they were able to really get through four of these things, like four hour plus long events that included transportation, that included like, you know, three, you know th 350 people waiting outside of this, you know, warehouse one single person guarding the door the door isn't even closed like it's three inches open it's one guy nobody challenges him you know like it's 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 peaceful like for, for lack of a better word it is peaceful um and that to me was really a reflection of of, of chance's fans and by default chance himself um that they were able to do four of these things and really not have any hiccups was 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 impressive where do you think Chance goes from here? Man, question of the day. Um, where does Chance go from here? Honestly, I I really think that it, uh, this feels like a couple answer, but I think it's true. Um, I really think it comes down to, to two things. Uh, the first is kind of what we discussed earlier, radio. I think that, again, for a lot of people, like, there are artists on the radio, like Jeremiah, for example. Jeremiah was, you know, I, I shouldn't say, well, Jer Jeremiah has been all over the radio at different points in his career. Jeremiah is criminally underrated, by the way. He, like, even, even though he's had these hits, like, he does not have the following he should on, on Twitter. You know, like, he's he, he's not as... He, he doesn't have as many true fans as he should because he is unbelievably talented. But Jeremiah's been all over the radio, and Jeremiah could not sell out some of the shows that Chance has been selling out. I really don't think he could because he, like you know, Chance, Chance, Jeremiah doesn't have. Even if you just want to look at like socials, like Chance, uh, Jesus, yeah, Chance has a much bigger following than Jeremiah does. Um. And yet, a lot of people, because, you know, Jeremiah had planes, Jeremiah had birthday set, like, a lot of people might say that Jeremiah is bigger than Chance for that reason. Radio play, again, going back to the perception deal, radio plays a big part in kind of people, like, getting to this point where they can admit, like, oh, wow, 
that guy or that girl, you know, really enter the next stage. Um, until Chance does that, I feel like there's still going to be a sense that there aren't as many people kind of looking at him as they should, which again is like a premier artist um, who deserves to have his name mentioned with, with the best of them. And following radio, really just like entering kind of a show circuit where you're touching on a larger marketplace where you're hitting arenas, you know, like in, in 2013 in the wake of acid rap chance started doing arena shows opening for like a Kendrick or an Eminem, um, doing giant shows opening for Macklemore, you know, when, when the heist had really peaked from, from the singles that came out after the 2012 release, um, chance hasn't done that on his own yet. And he's almost at the point where he could realistically be doing those shows, especially because you know, like you, you touched on chances, chances done the college circuit as well as anybody. Um, and I actually think a, a, a kind of cool part of that is uh, you might've seen it um, for a long time. Every single time they went to a college, they made a custom shirt just for yeah. that school. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's great. Like, man, like that, that goes, that goes a long way. I don't know. I don't know if he had that idea. I don't know if like, his manager had that idea. But like to me, that is an example of subtle brilliance. Um, that goes a very, very, very long way. Even if people aren't buying the shirt, you know, like you could just be walking by the merch stand and be like, oh, wow, you know, when so-and-so came last year, they didn't do this. You know, that, that sends a message. And I think that's going to translate pretty directly one chances trying to do these larger shows hopefully this year, if not this year, next year. Um, I really think he's, he's, he's hit a point where I don't want to say it's simple. You know, there's so many things behind the scenes that really can't be talked about or shouldn't be discussed, whether it's just like, you know, agents, whatever. But to me, it really almost comes down to just radio and larger shows because he has the music. He has a giant following that will support him as long as he stays true to what he's already done. And there's no reason as of now to suspect that he'll do anything else. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. I'm 100. I'm just, I'm just like very excited to see where chance goes from here on out. And I'm, I'm very interested to see what that next project looks like. Cause you know, he's, he's set up an incredibly high bar for himself and basically everything that he's put out has been critically acclaimed, which is nuts. Um, and so, that that next step really does feel like getting that radio single, and you know I think part of the reasoning behind releasing the coloring book on Apple Music was to try to get that Grammy eligibility. And while the rules in place right now don't say that the that the mixtape is going to be eligible, there's a very very high chance I think that that's going to be switched within the next couple of months or before the next Grammy Awards, and chance it's going to be up for a Grammy. Um, I mean the music is certainly good enough to. <laughs> To, to be in that conversation and it's it's 100,000% going to be uh, in the conversation for the best hip hop project of, of, of 2016 uh, at the end of the day um, so I think you know the radio hits a big thing but I think getting that Grammy and getting the industry recognition of being an artist who is able to push the boundaries uh, I think that's that's what really what Chance really should be going for um, and whether or not the Grammys in the industry are going to be in a place to recognize that is, is a whole separate conversation. 
but I think Chance is at a place where he's got very few mountains to climb at this point. They're very tall mountains that he needs to get over, uh, but he's at a he's at a really a really interesting pivot point in his career, and I'm super excited to see where it goes from here on out. Man, I hope he does movies. I feel like I feel like Chance would be a really good actor. I, Yo, me I too. Liked, I like the the short he did. Yeah. You no, know, I think that was last year. Yeah. Was it last year? Yeah. Was it Mr. Happy? Happy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's I able he, like... he's able to tap into like this emotion that I think is super interesting, uh, and I don't think a lot of people can do. And so, if he's able to like pursue that in some sort of way, I think he could be really good at it. The most interesting thing about Chance at this point is that he's not even a rapper. Like Chance is just a he's just like a amorphous blob who's like becoming all of these different crazy things, and he's he's succeeding in every single one of them. Chance the creator. <laughs> No disrespect to Tyler. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a pretty good place to end it. Uh, thanks to everyone who has stuck through this and and listened to our our discussion on Chance the Rapper. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast before, please head over to iTunes and do that. Leave us a rating; it really does help us out. Uh, and we'll have some pretty exciting episodes moving forward. Uh, I'm recording on Wednesday into Thursday, and. Technically today, I'll be heading over to Fenway Park to uh, interview Sam Kennedy, the president of the Boston Red Sox. That will be next week's podcast coming out on Wednesday. Um, so make sure you're subscribed to the show over on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, to get that episode and check out all of our previous episodes as well. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. You can follow Alex on Twitter at Alex underscore Cyber, S-I-B-E-R. Follow the show at Bartolopod, and you can follow me on Twitter at I am June Lee. Uh, make sure to head over to Pigeons and Planes uh, to check out Alex's story on the Coloring Book event. Uh, the link to that will be in the show notes. And uh, do you have any last words, Mr. Cyber? Yes, yes, I do. Um, one, June Lee, thank you. Two, Sam Kennedy, legend. Uh, three, Kelvin and Hobbs, vital. If you haven't read Calvin and Hobbes ever, or if you haven't read it in some time, please do yourself a favor, cop a book, or Google some comic strips and read them. It will make you a happier person. Uh, what's that, three, uh, four, last one. I really, really would like to advocate for the pursuit of happiness. And what that means is if you need to go, you know, do something that your friends or your family might not think is the wisest decision, but it would make you happier. And I'm not saying like <laughs> go out and like do drugs or like, you know, drop out of school. But if there's anybody listening who kind of sort of like is staring in the face of this, uh, traditional sort of rollout of life, where it's point A, B, C, D, E, and you know, you know, kind of every step you're supposed to take. Um, consider deviating from that a little bit. You might discover some pretty crazy things. That's it for me. Cyber, it's been great talking to you. We'll see. We'll see you guys in the next one, uh, and have a good day. Your love is simple, baby. You've been on my mind. And since you're watching me, I do it all the time. And since you say you love me, it's just a fight.